0: of secrets for an inspirational life. Thank you so much for joining me today, which is in fact evening here in the UK. And I hope that you are all well. I hope that wherever you are, really and truly, there is some hope that is twinkling amongst all this darkness that seems to have cascaded on this world. But we have to remember that embracing our darkness, we have to do that because that is actually where we can find our light. And it really is up to us where we look, in which direction that we look, whether we look to the darkness or whether we look to the light. It's something really where the power is truly in our hands and it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. It really doesn't. What matters is what's happening in our world and inside of us. And that is something that we must try earnestly and sincerely to look after, to look after ourselves, those that are close to us, and those that are beloved to us. Because at the end of the day, that is what matters. It's love. And love will always win above everything else. Now, I am so happy and really honoured and delighted to welcome my guest, which is Jason Archdale. Jason is an empowerment mentor and motivational speaker, and he's also a suicide awareness advocate. He started the Suicide Awareness Movement, which is actually helping people in taking away the stigma with regards to mental health and suicide there's so much more to it which he will explain. He has a vast experience and a vast insight into real life experiences and especially the fact that He reached a dark place himself 10 years ago when he struggled with immense anxiety and fear and an array of really limiting beliefs that led him into a deep depression. After attempting suicide, he fought with his shadows and built up a strong, resilient mindset that enabled him to turn his life around completely. Jason's purpose now and mission lies in supporting other people to achieve their goals and dreams by teaching them the skills to positively change their mindset. As someone who has been through the dark night of the soul, Jason is now living his dreams. And he's developed many different things, which he's going to tell you about, that is really helping people out there. Um, to be more positive, to be more hopeful, to really overcome that darkness within. And one of the things that he's formulated is his eight-step process. And that's something that we're going to hear about. Now, he's had an incredible journey. And today, we have the pleasure of having him here and him sharing that journey with us. Welcome, Jason.
1: Thank you so much. Wow, what an introduction. That was amazing. Thank
0: you. It's amazing, I think, what you've done, honestly. I think it's really amazing. And thank you for coming, Jason, onto the show. You're welcome. Now, how are you today? How's things in your part of the world? (laughs)
1: <laughs> probably <laughs> the same as in the rest of the world if I'm honest uh, oh, but, it, yeah. but let, let's put that how are things in my world in my life in my head because my my world resides within me uh yeah. n- not outside so I create my own world so uh yes all this stuff's going on out there in the real world uh, but what is the real world that's the key isn't it that's what mm. we're asking isn't it what yeah. is the real world um So, yeah, everything is fantastic, so thank you for that one, yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes, the real world, well, I don't think the real world is out there. I think the real world is within us, and Mm -hmm. there are so many worlds, aren't there, within all Mm -hmm. of us that are yet Mm -hmm. to be discovered. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazing, really. I think we have a huge opportunity now for that um, to happen and for us to be open enough to really trust our own heart and our own soul, as opposed to trusting the voices, as they say, outside of
1: ourselves. Sure, and, it, and it's when we uh, look to the outside is when we get disappointed, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, we get so many disappointments because that thing, that thing didn't happen or that person let me down. Well, how about trying to rely on yourself for a change instead of other people or other things?
0: Yes, that's a difficult one. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they said to me, you know, don't expect anything from anyone. And and I always say this story, and it's something that I was taught uh, by my grandfather, don't expect anything from anyone, and you'll never be disappointed. Although (laughs) it's a difficult pill to swallow, Uh, I have to say...
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Isn't, it weird? Isn't it weird that you hear all these sayings when you're a kid at, at five, six, seven, eight, up yes. to maybe 15. And then you, you hit dark periods in your life and you go through all this stuff and you have to get yourself through it. And then when you get to like the, the ages of, dare I say, 40 plus or something, when you're kind of getting out of there, uh, out of the darkness, these sayings come back to you and you go, ah, that's what this meant. Yes, yes. Isn't it? And you, you know what it means now? Your granddad was really a wise man. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> it's true. I was once, I think it was Tesco's car park, and I parked. I had one of those, you know, those epiphany moments yeah. where you remember what someone said. And all those years, and you think, oh, my goodness, I actually know what that means now. When someone used to say to me, you look after yourself first and the world would look after itself. And I never quite understood it. Um, and then what, I had that one of those moments where I thought, I actually understand that. And it's true. You know, you don't know what someone says to you, we, when it's going to be relevant in your life. And that's why every person we meet teaches us
1: something. And that, and that's the old um, that's the old saying, isn't it, if people have heard this, of the reason, the season, and the lifetime.
0: I've not heard that. What's you that? haven't?
1: That people, no. that people come into your life for a reason, they come into your life for a season, or they come into your life for a, a lifetime. Uh, no. it, yeah, uh, Google that. Go, please, everybody who's not heard that, I mean, surely there's some people on here that's heard that. Uh, can't be just me, surely. If you Google that, reason, season, lifetime. Okay, so some people come into your life for a reason. They're coming okay. to give you a lesson. They're coming to, uh, for all sorts of things. Okay, reason, season, lifetime. It's out there. Check it I out. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. I'm going to Google that later. So, that person that came in um, as a friend who was a toxic friend or a narcissistic lover, okay, so was it? it so, they came in for a, a, a reason to teach you something? They came in for a season just to, I don't know, to steady you down for a while? Or, or are they in for a lifetime, your soulmate? You know, it's up to you. You know, so things happen for a reason and uh, the universe delivers us at the time. it's meant to be, and it will never give you anything more than you can handle at the time.
0: Yes, I believe that. I I really, truly believe that. And that's why I find your story fascinating, because you have been through so much. Mm -hmm. And to where you are now and what Mm -hmm. you're doing now is absolutely amazing, Jason. Mm -hmm. And I'd love you to share, Mm -hmm. you know, to go back to the beginning and tell us, a little bit of how you started this sort of journey of enlightenment, I suppose.
1: Sure, hundred percent. Thank you. Um, okay, so so just to um, say here, I'm I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Also, and I think anybody who's on a journey will never want to be at their destination. Um, you know, so I'm going to keep going and going and going and reach a goal and keep going, reach a goal, keep going. Okay, so, so I'm far away from where I want to be, but I'm so far from where I was. Okay, um, and that was 10 years ago. And I hit my dark place, and it was a dark place. Uh, prior to this, this dark place, I was, well, I was in a, a 17-year marriage. It was a typical, we had the, the three-bedroom house. I had my beautiful daughter as well. We were in the, the stereotypical family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a business as well that wasn't doing too clever. I wasn't that good at business, if I'm honest. Okay, uh, we were just getting by. We were a standard family. But life was just going to me. I was in this relationship. I didn't want to be in. I was racking up credit card debt after credit card debt and more credit card debt and borrowing and this and that. And where was I going? What was my purpose? Um, and uh, I felt trapped. For a very long time, I felt trapped. Um, and I felt trapped in that relationship as well. So it's not all about the relationship, by the way. Uh, but yeah. I felt in that relationship. Uh, this is the crux of the story. Um, and I had a lot of limiting beliefs. And limiting beliefs for those that know what, does, don't know what limited beliefs are. Things like, um, so I've got a dream, but it'll, ne- it'll never happen for me, or I'll never be able to do it, or I'm not good enough, or I-, I can't do that, or they can do it, but I can't, or I don't have enough money. Okay, so it's all the negative side to things, so that's the limiting mm-hmm. belief, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was me, that was standard me throughout my life, and, and I was just trudging along you know, through life. And and I always felt there was something more, but I could never, ever, ever achieve it. And it was getting me down. I was getting depressed. I was anxious. Okay. And that anxiety <laughs> turned into more depression. Then I had lots of fears around me. Where's my life going? <clears throat> We're going to lose the ha- Oh, You, you know, that, that ta- if anybody's ever been there, when fear <laughs> and anxiety have taken over... It's debilitating. You can't move, can you? 100%. It just paralyzes Mm. you. Mm. And and you don't know where it comes from sometimes.
0: Yes, it's irrational, isn't it? Because you can't see fear, but it overtakes you to the point, I have a fear of bridges with water underneath, (laughs) and there is no way I'm walking over a bridge with water underneath, and I've done it. And I have absolutely frozen. I can't move. You cannot drag me across. It just becomes huger than mm-hmm. you could ever imagine. So I totally understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and these fears... Because I always say that now I'm in a different place with fear. Because I always say um, fear... I mean, fear stands for false expectation appearing real. Right. So... <laughs> Yeah. So it's true, we, yes. Yeah, we create fear. We don't understand it at the time, but we create our own fears, right? Fear is not real. Fear is an imposter, okay? It creates a false reality. So you then start to believe that reality that you are creating in your own mind, that that thing is going to happen, right? Or That's not an happen. interesting
0: concept. That we create the fear. You mean we choose to be afraid. Yes. Well, that's interesting.
1: Because this is the biggest fear. Fear for me is the <coughs> biggest dream killer. Mm, mm, mm. And, and you know, and this is not my saying, by the way, and I, I can't remember just off cuff like this who said this, but do you know where the richest or wealthiest place is on Earth? No. It's a graveyard.
0: Oh, dear.
1: Do you know why it's a graveyard? Because so many people go to their graves with unspent dreams. Oh, dear. How sad. You know? Um, because, you know, the person who said, I'll do that someday, I'll do it someday, I really want to do that I Wonder How many people have said that and then died with their dream?
0: Yes. Yeah? Very true. Very true. Because,
1: they're, because they are afraid of what might not happen or they're afraid of what... But let's flip this and say... What if it does? So I yeah. say to you what fear, change what fear stands for, which is not for a uh, false expectation of being real, right? Flip that and say, face everything and rise.
0: I like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. So fear, fear is a false reality that we create. So I was creating in my own mind False realities. I was creating, I'm in this relationship I don't want to be in. Um, okay, what's it going to be when my daughter leaves home mm. in 10 years' time? I'm going to be stuck in this. Okay, what about this credit card debt? What about the, and by, by the way, I was crying more tears than Niagara Falls every single day in silence, uh, you know, on my own, in, in, mm. in, you know? So it wasn't just as I'm saying now, it wasn't as calm and collected as that. Okay. And so, so this all got on top of me, uh, the anxiety, depression, the fears. And so I'd been out this one uh, one evening and um, my business was on its knees and and um, our house, uh, we've just had it, we've just had the notification that it'd been repossessed. And my car had been taken away uh, because I had said to my wife, I'd I want to leave this marriage she instantly immediately walked away with our daughter who was five at the time I had around 30 to 35,000 pounds worth of credit card debt and and, uh, my, my mobile phone had just been cut off also that this very evening so I was totally isolated. I was down on my knees. I What else? So I'd come back from this meeting, wherever I'd been. It was a freezing cold evening in December. The house was alone. Uh, sorry, the house was lonely. Uh, it was dark, isolated. And as I walked into the hallway, mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to heat the place, so there's no heating on. I closed the front door behind me and I dropped to the floor like lead. As I did, I just burst into tears. <clears throat> the, the only thing I wanted to happen at that very moment was to feel the cuddle and the comfort and the support and the voice of my five-year-old daughter just telling me, Daddy, it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be okay, it's fine, it's great. But that was never going to happen because she wasn't there. Yeah. She wasn't there, and I was on, I was, it, and I didn't want her to be there at that moment because I was a mess. I didn't want her to see her daddy on the floor in a pile of his own mess because he wasn't strong enough mentally to deal with what seems now simple life's issues. Yeah. But I couldn't, like, at that moment, Okay. Now, during all this time and this build-up to to this evening, I'd met met three companions. Three companions, and they were loyal. They stayed with me day and night, 24-7. Those three companions were anxiety, fear, and depression. They were the only three that understood me. They were the only three that I could talk to. They are the only three I was talking to. Okay, so I was on this floor in this puddle, in this mess. My life had gone as far as I was concerned at that moment. I saw no way out. There was no way out. And fear, depression and anxiety all at once these companions talked to me and they said just do it I knew exactly what they meant Mm -hmm. and I stood up and as I stood up I walked Uh, and and if you've ever been so cold that your bones that, that you find it hard to walk because you're that cold that my I was icy icy cold and I walked maybe five five paces straight just five paces straight to the kitchen with the words don't do it uh, sorry just just do it in my head
0: it was a voice uh, that said that to you
1: it, it was the the voices mm-hmm. that said just just do it and uh, so as I hit the kitchen I uh, went to the cupboard and proceeded to take tablets with a bottle of whiskey. Typical packed, right, whiskey and tablets. Mm-hmm. So I did, and I took, I took the tablets with whiskey. Um, and kind of just my shoulders dropped as I took the tablets and I took the whiskey and almost just like looked up to the ceiling and said, this is it, right? And it was as if <laughs> the noise had gone. Right? The three companions I had, the anxiety, the fear, the depression, they'd Ooh. gone there. They'd gone. They'd done their work. And they left me there, having taken these tablets and the whiskey and looking up, asking our questions, this is it. And immediately I just, again, sank to the floor um, with the whiskey in my hand and having taken the tablets. And, and I reckon it was no more than within five minutes. Um, and I've got to say at this point, just to interject here, I'm an ex-military man, so I was in the army as well. Okay. So okay. Uh, that's relevant for uh, in a while that, um, that within about five minutes, I think, of taking these tablets another voice <laughs> another voice said to me call the ambulance and it was almost i had to look around for a split second i looked around but it, it said it again call the ambulance now the reason i said i was in the military was because that voice was almost like militarian. okay an authority it was authority Mm-hmm. It, it was authority, but it was on my side. Yeah. It was like, okay, you've just messed up, but right now, let's forget about that and let's just do this. Mm. Right. So that called me to action. Now, I know I said earlier my phone had been cut off, but you can make emergency calls. So I made the 999. Um call and uh, stayed on the phone with the ambulance um, the emergency responders and whatever and um uh, i was such you know i was in such a bad mood as well <laughs> believe it or not because prior to that i'd walked for two hours in around the streets it was freezing cold i'd spoke to the samaritans i'd really shouted at the guy on the phone which wasn't his fault blessing but you know, you're not in the mm. mindset. And um, he said he was going to call me back, and he never did within time. And uh, you know, and so she she said she, the ambulance uh, the ambulance lady on the phone wanted me to stay on the line. I said no. I've told you what I've done. I've told you my address. I'm going now. And um, and I hung up. And. I stood up uh, with the whiskey and I walked around uh, to the lounge and I've not been into my lounge sitting room for months uh, since my daughter and uh, wife left because this, bearing in mind, we'd been here quite a long time and this was a place where we'd celebrated my daughter's birthdays, Christmases, there was happy memories in this place, in that room and I didn't want to go in there where there were happy memories, but I did. And I walked in and I walked to the fireplace and I walked and picked off the fireplace the favourite picture of my daughter. And I laid on the sofa with her picture face down on my chest. I closed my eyes and I just uttered the words to her, I'm sorry, darling, I've let you down. And I waited to die.
0: Wow. Wow. And then what
1: happened? I didn't die. Thank (laughs) you. Whatever happened um, was obviously from that moment on out of my control because I did close my eyes and I did wait to die. That was the intention, right? That's what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But it wasn't meant to be. Again, I I, I don't know the exact timescales because you're kind of not in, you're not with it. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, bearing in mind it's December, it's cold, it's party season, and uh, the the door burst open and uh, a big burly guy in this fluorescent jacket just came bouncing in and said, hey, son, have you been having a bit of trouble? <clears throat> you know, and broke the silence and broke the ice and broke, you know, I'm going sky. Oh, You know? Um... Which, you know, can you look at this and say, well, it's the angel? But, (laughs) you know, Um, well, in some ways, yes. Yeah, it's probably, you know, Mm. everything we do has a reaction, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's that, it's that. Reaction, action, thing. Because I called the ambulance, and obviously he came five or six, seven minutes later. Right, mm. but in that time I walked around there, and I said I was going to wait to die. But <clears throat> um, so he came, and and everything else is history from them because they they then took me away and talking to me all the time, and it was surreal. So like, hang on a minute, I just made a pact to myself to to disappear off this world, and now I'm in an ambulance, and this guy's talking to me, and he's all jolly, and what's happening? Mm. Hmm. But at that point, nobody... Um, you know, So I went to hospital, and without going into all the details, you do all your tests and stuff at the hospital, you do all that kind of... But I felt embarrassed, you know? And, and at no point did any of my family or friends know any of this at this point. Nobody knew. And this is key. This is crucial, point. Because people... A lot of people I know, a lot of people, cases I know of, like when you go through mental illness or suicide... You do not talk about it. You do not want to talk about it. And I'm sure we'll come on to this a bit later on um, during the conversation. And I didn't want to talk about where I was. I was going out to these meetings through the days, whatever I was doing, with bravado, with a face, with a front, and going in and shutting the door and crying like Niagara Falls. It was a facade. It was 100% facade. Mm. Because Mm. behind the scenes... My mind, my mind, well, all I can say is was not mine. I wasn't in control of my thoughts. And if you can't control your thoughts, you're in trouble. And how long this
0: period of un- being unable to control your thoughts, Jason, how long
1: did that go on for? Do you mean the build-up to it or, the, or afterwards? Both. Okay. I would say it was a good number of years building up to that night. Okay. It, it was very, it was very subtle at first, as everything is. You know, when you get a tweak in your in your leg, if you get an ache in your hip or your back, and then if you leave it, it gets a bit worse, and then a bit worse, and then a bit worse. That's how it was with the fear and the anxiety. You know, things you notice something, and then it gets a bit worse, and then a bit worse, and then bit, to the point of that evening. Um, so, that, I would say that went on for a good number of years beforehand. But I was brushing it under the carpet.
0: Do you think this is the main issue also, is that people don't have the courage to actually do what they're meant to do in the respect of you knew that wasn't for you, that relationship, that life. And when we prolong something that we know is not for us, is when we begin to suffer.
1: Yes, because again, it's the, what comes in is the fear. Because I was in that relationship, uh, and I knew it wasn't for me, and I didn't feel it. Although, please don't get me wrong, I love my daughter to death, and I never wanted any one day apart from her. And by the way, we have an amazing relationship now. She was five then, she's 15 now. Okay, so that was back then. Okay, so we have an amazing relationship now, so it's not affected us. However, I couldn't see what I see now, I couldn't see back then, because I wanted to leave, but it was the fear of leaving, how my life would change. I would never see my daughter again, or I will never get in a relationship again, or what is my life gonna be? We're gonna lose this house. You You know that fear that i talked about earlier? the false expectation yes. appearing real. Yeah. I was yeah. creating all these false expectations, the false realities. The reason I didn't leave that relationship was because I created all these false expectations and realities and then it built on top of each other, on top of each other. So I stayed in that relationship probably longer than I should have done.
0: <clears throat> Do you think that's what um, made the anxiety and the fear and the depression
1: worse? it contributed to it. I mean, there was a lot of other things there that I wasn't, mm. that I'm, you know, I'm a typical Sagittarian, I'm a free spirit, and, you know, uh, okay. and, you know, and um, I wanted to just achieve my dreams and things, but I felt held back. Uh, you know, I was in a, <clears throat> a non-ambitious relationship, if, if, if that's hard to understand. It, it means for me that I wasn't encouraged Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wasn't... You know, It was just like, we, we do the shopping on a Friday night or we, we do this on a Saturday morning, we do that. It's like, God, you know, it's the mundane routine of stuff. It's like, I want to be out of here. You know, I want to achieve something. I want to do this. I want to do that. But then it was the fear of leaving it. So, yeah, it all then compounded on top of each other um, and culminated on that evening, that freezing cold evening in December, 10 years ago, yeah. The sort of straw that broke the camel's back. yeah.
0: You mentioned that you were in the military, Jason. hmm Is that because I know a lot of ex-servicemen go through a lot of post-traumatic stress and they do actually suffer a lot with mental health issues. Would you say that that also played a part in all of this?
1: You know what? Some, somebody else is asking this question. And mm. I've got to be really honest, because I, whenever I do anything <laughs> in my life, now especially, I do it from feeling, and I talk from feeling. Yeah. And I don't believe I've got PTSD or any kind of stress disorder from the army. Okay, well, that's a good thing. But
0: because, you know, sometimes, and very often, you see it a lot. And mm. I, I was talking to somebody actually a few months ago, and they said that they didn't even realise that they had it. But it once they had sort of embraced the subject, um, it made things a whole lot clearer. I don't know, maybe this is absolutely not the case for you, but, mm. you know, I think everything in our life
1: affects us in some way. But that's not to say, what I've just said there, is not to say that, who knows, maybe I do have it. Mm. You know, but but my life in the Army was a happy life. Like, it was an amazing life, actually. I, I enjoyed every single minute of my Army career, okay? I was in for five years. Okay, it's not the longest career, but it's still five years. I only ever wanted the Army to be a stepping stone, right, to boost me on mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. life, you know, so I could get the discipline, I could get the strength, of, you know, to be a, a good person, <clears throat> you know? and. Yeah. Um, and I had an amazing time within the army. So when I came out then, it, 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 this incident that happened to me in, in 10 years ago happened so long after leaving the army. But then I guess there, there could be delays of PTSD, you know? It could come out later or I'm not feeling... <clears throat> I wasn't feeling fulfilled, Mimi, you know?
0: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand. But, you know, sometimes... <laughs> We don't realise, you know, we were talking about this earlier, we don't realise how people affect us, you know, Mm. that we have contact with. But also, I think, we don't realise how events in our life can affect us without even realising. And sometimes Mm. things that come up years later, we think, oh, Mm. maybe it's possibly because of that. And I think Mm. we are so multifaceted as human beings but so many things play a part. So it might be sort of one thing about your wife or, you know, that the relationship wasn't quite what you had envisaged or hoped, mm. but it might not be just that. It might be a whole load of diff- different things um, joined together. And I think mm-hmm. that with a lot of people, you know, all of us have this past that yeah. shapes us in a way. Mm-hmm and who we are and how we respond. And I think people like yourself, Jason, who is there now to help to empower others, Mm -hmm. um, has to have gone through a very tough time emotionally because you have to go through something, I believe. And I always say this, I'm a firm believer in this, that you have to go through the fire in order to help other people through the fire.
1: You know what, you, you, you couldn't have spoken a more truer uh, statement because, you know, this is what I say now. Obviously, I wasn't meant to check out. I'm here today. I wasn't meant to check out this world. I wasn't meant to yeah. die. Okay? Mm. And, and the reason, from, the, from being born to this day, all my hardships, my heartaches, my pains, my sufferings, my wounds were there for me to learn, to grow, so I can teach others. Yes. Mm. You know? So... Mm unfortunately or fortunately however you look at this and that's perception isn't it um that there's people on this sorry if this sounds a bit woo-woo to some of your listeners um no we've had all sorts you like it (laughs) okay Uh, me and my
0: listeners like it
1: (laughs) okay well this this woo-woo thing i'm going to talk about now is that i believe there are certain people that mm. come down here for a purpose. And when I say come down here, I mean onto this earth plane. Mm-hmm. Okay. They come here for a purpose, to serve. So we are, we are uh, spirits, right? Uh, as, as I believe, living in a, um, this body. Yeah. Right? And we've got to go through the earthly mechanisms. We've got to go through the earthly routines, the human routines, the earthly the processes, right, to interact with the other Earthly human beings, okay. Um, and but, but I actually believe that um, I actually believe. Without sound, I don't want to sound like I'm this. No, this listen. Personal.
0: Just say whatever your heart tells you, because okay, it is absolutely what I want to hear, and I know that my listeners are, from the feedback that I get, are uh. really into all of this type of thing. Okay. So please feel free so,
1: and say as you then, like. Okay, thank you. So, And this stems from the hospital night, by the way, when I was in hospital, why I believe mm-hmm. it, is that I believe that now, and I'm a totally different person to the person in, in the army, and up to that evening, okay, I was a different person. Now I believe that I was... One of, I am one of those people that have been sent down as a human... Um, Helper, a light worker, a star seed, a earthly angel—whatever term you want to put on it, right? Because the angels' energy, blah blah blah, is not all just about up there. Okay, mm-hmm. we need the help physically, and and that has to be then put into a body to then help. So I believe, and then I had to go through my life and do all that to learn my lessons, to learn the hardships, to learn the heartaches, because. Because I can stand then in front of people, on a stage, or I can stand in front of a video camera, or I can talk to you now with my true life's experiences that I have gone through, the pains, the heartaches, the, the the suicide almost successfully, to be able to tell you what it is like. I didn't just read it in a book and say, well, suicide is like this. Or the dark night of the soul, you'll experience this. I went through it, so I, I actually believe that you know uh, that people are sent here uh, in this world, in this realm, to be light workers, to be the angels, the guardians of others that are not quite so strong, to show them the path, to show the light, right? Um, mm. To show the way. To show there's a way forward. Um, and so that's who I have basically um, morphed into, if you like. And I don't mean this is... I don't walk around in a big white gown every day and stuff. I'm not. I'm, I'm a total typical <laughs> guy, right? I'm, you know, I, I, I'm like a glass of whiskey on a night or whatever. Do you know what? I, I
0: understand. I understand. You know, uh, you know I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, I do believe in angels, I believe in angels, and I believe they walk amongst us. They, there are some in in the heavenly spheres that I also um, strongly believe, and I know that they walk amongst us because they need to help us. And then there are people mm. in this time that are needed, and that are probably the most wounded souls. Mm. And it's because they're the most wounded is that they're the most compassionate Mm. and that they're able then to turn this compassion around and actually help others in this really fast-changing world. And I don't mean on a material level. I mean Mm. on a spiritual level. An
1: energy level as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. I um, met this lady a few years ago and it was on my travels and she was very spiritual and we were having this conversation and she had one son at the time but she'd had a near death experience and she had died and what she saw was that there were children up in the heavenly realms i suppose mm-hmm. and they were very very serious and One of them was going to be her daughter. That's what she was told. And the the girl was very, very serious and they were all waiting to come down. So she had this sort of vision Mm -hmm. um, when she died and the daughter said, I am coming, but the reason that I'm coming is because you are going to need help in your life. Mm -hmm. But it will be difficult for me to come. So Mm -hmm. she had several miscarriages Mm -hmm. and finally the girl was born and as a result of the girl being born uh, this lady that I met lost her eyesight there were complications yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she remained blind even when I met her she was blind and -hmm. the girl was there and the girl I I think she was about 15 at the time Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought what a story you know there is so much more, isn't there, Jason? That we really need to open our eyes, but the eyes of the heart, yeah. Um, because there is so much more. I mean, look what happened to you. Mm-hmm. And going back to what happened to you, how mm-hmm. did you pick yourself up from that state of being after the hospital and mm-hmm. build yourself to be able to walk amongst us again?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy how you can look back now and and look back on that night without falling down in floods of tears because it was such an emotional night. But you can look back. When I tell that story now, I don't get upset about it. Um, I feel it, but I don't get upset about it because it was such a hurtful night, um, time. Uh, And so when I was in the hospital bed, um, having had the test done, they do all the took you into this room took you into that room and you know and then eventually when all the tests are done you get to settle down you go in your bed and all there is is the nurse's lamp on the station at the other end of the hallway and I couldn't sleep because of all this everything that had happened and then I I just looked around and and I thought this is so surreal a few hours ago I was checking out Right. Mm-hmm. but then I looked at the clock and this time always resonates with me now I looked at the clock and it was 3am or a minute to whatever 3am mm-hmm. a word of a lie because I know I was awake I know I was awake voices And yes I know you, you're saying is this guy crazy he keeps talking about voices Right, but believe me well thinking... no a lot of
0: people say that a lot of people do say that
1: yeah, but to me, voices, vo- when I say voices, voices mean my inner self, okay? It's my inner spirit. Like,
0: like your heart speaking yeah.
1: to you. it's talking to me. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just the easiest way to say it, okay? Yeah. These voices, my inner self, whatever, said to me, we are here to help. You have a job to do. You know, and you've got to, you've got to help people. And that was it. That was my. And turn- that was it. That was my turnaround. That was almost like them one of them bolt upright moments. Like what the, Yeah.
0: right?
1: And I, I, if I'm while I'm talking to you now, I've got goosebumps, bumps right. Because every time I talk about spirit, every time I talk about that night, it's almost like they're touching me. Uh, I feel it. It's because I'm on that path. I'm talking about because I'm talking about it with compassion right? because it's my purpose. I should be talking about it because that is what happened, right? Um, you need and- to
0: tell people because people need to be reminded, Jason, no. of, of these miraculous moments of life.
1: Well, what I, Yeah, and when we think about it, we say I'm, I'm going home. Home is not your bricks and mortar, your house. Home... Mm. It's spirit world. Okay, we are here on vacation. By the way, <laughs> you know, as yeah. spirit, visitors. And, um, yeah, and so um, and so these voices, uh, I believe, were the spirit talking to me, my inner self, my you know, my guides, my family, my spirit family, saying we are here to help you. You have got a job to do. That was like that was it. That was the turning point, right? Okay, uh, and then I started almost like this is it. Started on this thing, this journey then, of discovery uh okay so and i knew <clears throat> it was excuse me it was that it's that feeling and from that moment on i from then on i lived mm-hmm. with feeling i do from feeling i talk with feeling so if i get an intuition i get gut feeling it's true i trust my gut instinct okay so it's everything to do with feeling so i knew when i got that i got that feeling that i've got a job to do and i've got to find this job right now um and believe me it wasn't an overnight thing and sometimes i forgot about it because it was it's been 10 years in the making Mm. right so from that but that night when they told me that i said okay i've got something to do um but i didn't know what it was that was the point I didn't know what it was how to help and <clears throat> it kind of got left on the shelf mm-hmm. but, but what was happening over these 10 years right was me learning me changing me turning into somebody different yeah I still had my arguments with people and got into relationships I shouldn't have done and uh, still learn more lessons and went through heartaches and and things, but I still kept the spiritual side. And I still uh, was able to, <coughs> excuse me, meditate and go to the park and uh, find comfort. And, and, you know, so although I'm still going through life and human life and the, the life on earth, I still had that spiritual side. And different people came into my life, different situations and circumstances that would lead me to another. And then another, and then another. And that situation would open up that would introduce me to that person and then to that person, you know? And that's what happens. And then I became more open to things. And what I mean by that is within my mind, okay, well, let's just just see where it goes. And then I tried meditation. Um, you know, um, because that evening, uh, about two, two evenings later, uh, a friend introduced me to another friend who said, maybe you could do with meditation, okay? And, um, <laughs> you know, never, never heard of the word before, and I had, but, you know, to, 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 in my world, it had never been spoken. Uh, and I went, and I loved it. I felt so at peace, you know, like, like I was home again. Like I was home again,
0: you know? Had you always been spiritual, Jason, prior no.
1: to this no. moment? No, it was only... It was only <clears throat> I've always been a kind person. Mm-mm. I've always been a kind person, but spiritual? <laughs> What's that? Uh, the only time I'd gone to church is funerals, weddings, christenings. Um, and I know you don't need to go to church for that, but I'm just saying in, the, in this context, okay? That that's yeah. the, the closest I've ever got to spirit was going to weddings, christenings, and um, wherever, okay? But my church now, or my my um, connection to spirit, to to wherever is just me closing my eyes on me, just being here, just being in the moment, I can connect there. Okay. Um, so my connection to spirituality happened that evening when I heard those voices at around three o'clock were saying, we're here to help and you've got a job to do. And that's when it changed. And that's when I went on the, the journey of discovery and reading books and things, you know, and finding what works for me.
0: And was that immediate? Uh,
1: what, the, the start of the journey?
0: Yes. Well, did you feel in that moment, this is it. This is what my life is about. Did yeah, suddenly what... your life gain a meaning to it that it didn't
1: have before? Mm, uh, kind of. Uh, what I what I knew what was immediate was I had to help. That was what I knew what was immediate. What I didn't know was how. Okay. Right.
0: Okay. And how did you discover
1: how? That was just basically allowing the universe to open up. And I didn't know that was happening either, if that sounds, I know that sounds weird. But right now I can say that that all I was doing was allowing the universe to do its work, was to give me things at the time it's meant to come, right? And then these things come to you when you're ready, yeah and so yeah. certain people come in uh, okay so uh, uh, um so maybe so many years on okay i'd get into so many relationships and that will break down okay so then i think okay that's a bit crap or another heartache that's building your strength right you get over it quicker um and then a few years ago i said to my friend who was there for me um a couple of days after the initial um suicide attempt so so um, so a few years back, I said to him, I want to be a motivational speaker. Um, and immediately he said, you're not ready. <laughs> uh, and I kind of went, okay. I forgot about it. Now he, for me, is my earthly angel because he was there mm-hmm. at the time. Okay. I didn't know this guy. At the time. <laughs> He's my best friend now. Okay. And he just told me, you're not ready. And I accepted it. Okay. And, um, it was a few years after that, when I decided to do this proper, full-on, he said, I think you're ready. And, uh, you know, that happened. So, yeah, but it was only very recently, the last few years, I've got full into spirituality. And I don't mean by that, I don't mean I'm on my hands and knees every time praying. It's not about that for me. It's about connection and trusting and just being. That's spirituality for me, is allowing things to happen rather than trying to control because I think when we try to control situations and they don't work is when we get depressed and anxious and fearful
0: yes as opposed to accepting the present moment and everything that
1: unfolds and what's meant to be
0: yes I really am a believer in that and
1: that's so hard to to get isn't it so hard for people to get just let it be what does that mean you know said the general public what does that what does it you know isn't it so hard to get that? Just let it be. Yes. Let it be just means, let it be. <laughs> let it just And happen. let it
0: go, let it go, you know? Yeah. What is meant for us will definitely come to us. I, I firmly believe that, you know, I, although I believe in destiny as well. I think there's many roads to destiny and I'm um, by no means any expert on it. But I do believe that each one of us has a role to play on this earth. And... Ooh. You know, we are souls within this body of ours. And sometimes I look at people and I think, "Oh my goodness, that's their body," but I wonder what their soul's about. And I would always like that. You know, I I look at people and I never think, "What do you do? You know, what's your job? How much money have you got? What's your status?" I really don't care. I want Mm. to know who are you? You know, who's your heart? What are you all about?
1: You are not your name. Mm. You are not your name. You are not the date you were born. Okay. Yeah. That that is just for human purposes. That is for this earth. But what, what a difference it would be if somebody... If people could accept... If people could accept to just allow and to let it happen, because... If when when somebody starts to accept what the universe is, this bigger higher power, it's the all-knowing. Okay, God, whatever, whatever term you. What do you about. think? Because you talk about the universe,
0: Jason, but mm-hmm. there has to be someone that created that universe. The universe didn't create itself. Of
1: course, yeah. We we talk of universe, don't we? But there's a the higher power than than the universe, and and I, I say God. Uh, now, this is not God for me, as in a going to church religious thing. This is just God as in the higher energy, the highest of, the of all of Yeah, the highest, right? So mm-hmm. I said that not to say, listen, I'm a, I'm a religious person. This is a spiritual God for me, right? The highest, okay? So, but God is within all of us, right? So we have the power to create our own world because God is within us, right? Because we're mm-hmm. born from the universe. We're born from God, right? We've got that in us. Um, yeah. So what I'm going to say is, how amazing would it be Right if we could just allow God to do his job and not, uh, and for us not to try and control a particular situation because guaranteed if you allowed God universe, whatever you whatever resonates with you right now, mm-hmm. if you allowed that higher power to do its job that knows the better outcome. How better would that situation for you be than you trying to control it and it being a crap situation? Well, it would be sort of ultimate peace, wouldn't it? It would because it's for your highest good. Yeah. Whereas you're trying to force a situation, I want it this way, I want it that way, I want it done like this. But that's not ultimately for your highest good. Where the universe and God comes in is it knows it's it's quickest, best way to do it, and the better outcome so this is all now about allowing and I, it took me quite a long time to get to this point, if I'm honest hmm. just to just be and sometimes we do fall back as well with this, right but, it's, but we've got coping strategies where we can deal with this, you know about going back into your quiet space and, <laughs> and stuff, but yeah to just allow things to be and to have trust, to just trust. If you're in a relationship, mm. you would want to trust your partner. If it was a relationship, you'd trust your partner, right, to do the right thing. Mm. So why not just trust in the higher power, in the universe, in God? Because people like to
0: think, Jason, that they have a certain control.
1: And that's where we go wrong, because we think. We think.
0: Mm.
1: As opposed to being. As to just being. So Mm. I put a post out on my social media the other week. Are you a human being, or are you a human human doer? Mm -hmm. So that is like, you know, are you just being? Are you just being in the present moment? Are you just accepting what is? Or are you constantly doing, 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 thinking, doing, thinking, doing, you know? Being a busy fool and just actually getting nowhere. But if you just be, if you quieten your mind enough to just listen, you will listen and hear the answers that your higher self is always talking to you, but you can't hear it because you are constantly busy with noise in your head. With
0: scenarios that may never happen,
1: with fear, false expectation, mm-hmm. appearance, you create. Yes, you. That say, is
0: something to think about.
1: Yeah, but if you just allow, if you drop fear, if you, I know this is hard initially, but you turn that round and, and face everything and rise. If you learn how to meditate, and that's hard; it's a practice. It takes practice. Okay, just like playing the piano, you're not going to learn it in a day, but it's practice. You will start to quieten your mind. You'll be able to do, go in the park and just sit. Or you do guided meditation. There's lots out there on YouTube, okay, even your good self. And, you know, you will start to quieten your mind. The Buddhists call that noise in your mind monkey chatter. It's like lots of drunken monkeys swinging from branch to branch, you know, chatting away. You know,
0: that's like a pub solicitor. You know, in the pub, every yeah. solicitor they they know everything about everything,
1: but they know nothing, right?
0: But they don't know anything because they know it's not real.
1: That's right. And, and at the moment, at the moment I, I learned to quiet my mind and just chill, and I'm not like this 100. percent because we are humans. Well, we're souls in it, you know, that yes. thing. But, you know, we do... <laughs> we're having human a human
0: thing. experience.
1: Yeah. So we, yeah. there are some times when we get stressed and, and worthy, but... Of course. That's fine. That's fine. But being in this spirituality mindset allows you to come out of that frame quicker because you've got the tools and the strategies now to, okay, I need to meditate now or I just need to allow this bad day to run.
0: Yes, and accept that that is actually just your day for today. It doesn't mean forever.
1: Yeah, and you can't change that. So just let it be and let it happen. (laughs) Yes. Stop changing. Absolutely.
0: It's like with thoughts. Thoughts come and thoughts go, but they're not a permanent fixture. You know, fixture in our life. It's something that you have to just let pass and let, as you say, the monkey chatter or whatever. Keep chattering, Mm. but we don't have to become part of that, you know. And I think what you're saying is such a good thing, uh, Jason, because I totally agree with you. When you embrace the spiritual life, and that means really finding out who you are, what you're here on this planet for, when you know your purpose, Mm. there is no companion of fear, of anxiety, or depression, and you will walk. And you work towards that purpose. And especially yeah. what's going on in the world now, we have to find that sanctuary within us.
1: Your sanctuary, yeah, is within. And, and you mentioned um, the purpose, okay, when we find our purpose. I, from my personal experience, I always say your purpose will find you. Okay. Um, yeah. Because that what, when, There's
0: a famous saying, uh, that what you are searching, I think it was Rumi, that what you are searching for is searching
1: for you. 100% and that's same as a, yeah, yeah I, um, I always used to say that when I was looking for a relationship. <laughs> 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 that girl that's searching for me, I'm searching for them. Okay, um, but yeah, so your purpose will find you um, because, but it will only find you when you are ready because you have a job to do when you've got a purpose, okay? And, you, <laughs> and the universe or God, wherever, okay, you need to be strong and you need to be able to deliver. So I couldn't deliver where I deliver right now 10 years ago or like or six months after this had happened or a year after because I was still in that emotional state. I hadn't learned my learnings, you know? <laughs> so so it, it's vitally important that we reconnect we reconnect with ourselves and and I mean our true selves our inner selves and the higher self the one that's always talking the one that knows everything okay but we just cannot hear it because of, of the uh, I mean it's said that we think about 60 to 100,000 thoughts a day right that's uh,
0: remarkable
1: yeah um and we can't process them all um and we don't have to take them all on, but the, the brain is just going through all these thousands of thoughts. So, you know, but how do we... What do we do if we attach ourselves to the, all those thoughts? 95% of the thoughts we think are the same thoughts we thought the day before.
0: I think that's true.
1: <laughs> you know, and, I can tell you that's true for sure. And guess what? It's around 80-odd it's around percent, okay? 80-something percent
0: mm.
1: are negative,
0: Sadly, yes.
1: But but what I kind of say now, in the empowerment stage of, of, of my career now, the empowerment stage is... So you're now an
0: empowerment coach, aren't you? Tell us a little bit now mm. uh, towards, as we come to the end, Jason, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sadly. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now.
1: So I, um, I'm i an empowerment mentor. Um I'm I, I, am, I, am a, I am a coach, um, but I prefer the word mentor because what I tend to do is to talk to people and, and, and do one-to-ones because of my experience, okay? And that's mentoring, right? Um, yes. That we, we mentor people based on our own experiences. And, and, and this is where I'm saying that my purpose found me. Is that you remember? If you remember what I said earlier in the in the uh, talk we've just had that ten years ago I was told I'm yes. to help people, but I didn't yes. know how. Yeah. My purpose has now found me because I've done all the development, I've done the searching. I'm ready. I was ready, right? Uh, and now I'm the empowerment mentor. I've put all the learnings in place to be able to teach, um, to show, to deliver, to. Um, to help people to bring back from the edge, you know the place, the place I was at, uh, that I know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are there right now, right? That don't have those coping strategies uh, or tools and techniques. So it's empowerment, 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 mentoring. Okay, um, mm. where we can help people to turn, flip their mindset from limiting beliefs. The I can't do this. I don't have enough money. I'll never work. To empowering beliefs, the ones that empower them to go for and achieve their dreams. You know, to say I can, I am, I will. It's happening. This is it. I'm strong. I'm amazing. This is me. You know, mm-hmm. empowering thoughts to be able to do that. And, and when you start achieving, you you achieve small. You'll eventually want to achieve something else. You'll achieve something else, then something else. You want you want to do something. You know, it's that knock on effect. It, it just it just grows. So it's so we're teaching coping strategies, uh, and and I found at this stage of my career that I, all I ever did. I mean, I'm I'm talking about an eight step process that I do now. All right, because I got, I, all right, so I just went through a process and it was that, 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 and that. <laughs> you know, and you teach this, do you, Jason? Yeah, more or less, yeah. And it's so uh-huh. simple, but um, that's not a derogatory way of saying that, but that's just it's kind of so simple. But what well, the best things are. Yeah, and why we don't do this is because of procrastination. And procrastination is the second biggest dream killer. So the first for me is fear, and the second is procrastination is a dream killer because we Mm. procrastinate on stuff. We procrastinate on taking the action. We procrastinate on on making the decision. Yes. And that's that's Mm. fundamental to achieving, (laughs) you know? (laughs)
0: It, it is, because I, once, I was going to the airport one day, I think it was on the M25, and there were three signs that someone had done graffiti on, and one of them was, doubt is a weapon of mass destruction. Right. And then we went on a few miles down the road. Inaction is a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. And then we went along down the road again, I don't know how many miles, and then it said, Fear is the biggest weapon of mass destruction. And yeah. I will never forget that. Now, as you're talking, it's reminded me mm. again of the power of what you're saying. Now, mm-hmm. Jason, where can people get hold of you um, to find out more about your work, if they want um, your help, etc.? Where is the best place for them to get hold of you?
1: Mm. Um. Yeah, so we can uh, we can head to Facebook, which uh, you know, mm-hmm. right? My, I've got the the presence on there. Um, so you can get me on um, just search my profile, Jason Archdale. On that's my personal profile, and a lot of stuff I do is on my personal profile. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not just you know, like, and ah, I mix it in there with my daughter and and family stuff and stuff. But but all of it's on there because I like to show the me side of. Uh, you know, to come across as, as me. this the personal, personal side. Um, I'm, yes, not untou- yeah. I'm not untouchable, you know? Um, but then I've also got the, uh, on there as well, on the link on my personal page, you'll see the business that I've got, which is how to achieve your dreams. That's the business page, how to achieve your dreams. Okay. okay. Linking with that is also my website. Now, bearing in mind, if you went to my website right now, I am updating that. So within a week, it's going to be new. Um, and it's all going to be all singing all dancing with lots of amazing new things on there for you to interact with. Um, but that's howtoachieveyourdreams.co.uk website. Um, and people everybody-
0: then contact you there and um, you know they can send you a message or whatever through there.
1: Yeah, I mean the easiest way at the moment is actually through through Facebook. If I'm honest, through there and then Messenger okay. or or um, and then I've, I created uh, the the other page on there, which is Sam, which is Suicide Awareness Movement. So,
0: and that's yeah. something that you've um, started recently, is it?
1: Yeah, very recently within the last few months, and but it's got it's got quite a lot of attention so far because uh, although the the happy side of my business is the empowerment, you know, bringing people back from the edge to achieving their dreams, the other side is actually the reality, um, you mm-hmm. know, actually of where people are at the moment, and that's yeah, just people are checking out now. If you bear in mind. especially with all the talk right now, and this is not to take anything away from what's going on in the world right now, but Mm -hmm. the grand scheme of things is that suicide, right? And this number is going to go up and it is going up. The suicide will take the lives of around 800,000 people every year, right? That is one person every 40 seconds.
0: Where is that? Worldwide or in
1: the UK? That's worldwide. That's worldwide. That's... That will probably be touching a million people right now, I'm guessing, with this lockdown and and COVID and stuff, right? Because mental illness. So I started, Sam, Suicide Awareness Movement, to raise the awareness of suicide and mental illness. Because... Suicide, there's a massive stigma attached to suicide, isn't there, and Mm -hmm. mental illness. People don't want to talk about it. Governments don't want to talk about it. People don't want to talk about it. There's no help. Um, A fish, well, there is, but you kind of don't get it in a sense. And people don't want to talk about it. But there are people out there, okay? And so stigma translates, the word stigma translates to disgraced. Right, mm-hmm. so, so people don't want to talk about it. So, and it's stigma, for me, that is killing people because people will not talk about it. And so I, I, I started this movement to raise the awareness that suicide, just like a heart condition, or a broken leg, or leukemia, or cancer, and unfortunately I know everybody within my circle who's had some of that going on, mm-hmm. is suicide, mental illness, we've got to take it and accept it as a medical condition, right? And the sooner we treat mental illness as a medical condition, the sooner we can start saving lives. But until we do that, people will still keep taking their own lives because of the stigma.
0: Now, can people get help through that? Um, Is it a page or how can they get through to you?
1: Um, this, with the this, that. Okay, so so what suicide awareness isn't and what I'm not uh, mm-hmm. is a counsellor, okay? Okay. That's not, that's not what we're doing. I'm a one-to-one mentor, okay? Okay. But people that are um, at that, that age where they've kind of, they're in, the, they're in the, I'm ready to do this now, okay? We've first got to start treating uh, from the grassroots, but that's not to say do not come to How to Achieve Your Dreams. Please come to there, come to Suicide Awareness, get the motivation you need or get the help you need or touch base with us at least and we could possibly point you in the direction of the help that is required, you know? And I say possibly, that's a disclaimer because I've got to say that because, we, you know, unfortunately there are things that may slip through the net, you know, this you know and, and i understand i understand
0: you have that's to say that standard. but in any case if people need help they can can they come to you and that you can point them then in the right direction
1: yeah we can we can for sure we can for sure okay. and, and there might, there that's might, important can, to know yeah we, you, we get, that's why i started the movement in the first place this is not just about mm-hmm. me shouting this is about me shouting of course it is for people to hear what we're shouting about and for people to take notice but then there's yeah. also the people then that say, hey, where do I go? But it's just to also bear in mind that it's not it's not a place to come for counselling, it's a place to come that, listen, I need, I need a safe environment just to listen or to be motivated, but also, okay. please, can, can you point me in the direction of where I can go? And that could be either the local Samaritans, or it could be the mine charity, or it could be there's lots of charities out there that would deal with stuff like that.
0: But you're happy to do that, Jason, to point people guide them in the right direction to where they could find help. That's, yeah. It's really important yeah. to know that, actually, for people listening, because yeah. um, people need to know where they can go and that there is mm-hmm. always help in a safe place somewhere in this world and um, that there are people out there willing to help.
1: Yeah. Thank 100%. you so much
0: for that. Yeah. That's really, really valuable, I have yeah. to say. No, now, I, I really... Your story is amazing. What you're doing is amazing, Jason. And as we come down to the end, sadly, I'm really, really touched and moved by your story. And I'm so grateful for you coming on and sharing such a personal and really heart-wrenching, as you were speaking, it really was a heart-wrenching story to listen to. But thank you so much for doing that. You're welcome you know it's it's something that I always I'm really really grateful to all my guests but Mm. you know when people share such personal details and real tragedies and sufferings of life I think it takes Mm. a huge amount of courage and um, I'm very honoured that you chose you know to share it here Mm. with me today Um, really I am and I always ask my guests this at the end, Jason, what piece of advice would you give, you know, in a paragraph, Mm. a short, you know, booster of hope that has helped you through your life?
1: Mm. Believe. Whatever it is you believe in, just believe. Okay, because... Once you believe, but believe more so in yourself, okay? Because once you believe in yourself, you can make massive differences, not just in your life, but in other people's lives. So you need to have the strength to just... If you wake up in the morning, you can open your eyes in the morning If the world is still spinning, you have got another opportunity to make a difference in that day.
0: That's very beautiful. If the world is still spinning. That is such a beautiful line, actually. I'm going to write that down. It's (laughs) such a good line. Thank you, really sincerely from my heart really it's been such a pleasure to
1: have you it's it's been a pleasure to be on here and you know because this is what we do right I mean we go through our pains we Mm. have to suffer the wounds to be able to heal other people in the future our wounds are somebody else's healing wow
0: that's a great feat isn't it Mm -hmm. For the brave-hearted.
1: Yeah. And I believe that.
0: I believe it too. I believe it too. Thank you, Jason. And please do come back again and let us know how you are and any of, because I know you've got a lot of projects going on as well. So, you know, please feel free Mm. anytime to come back again and share all this wonderful work that you do.
1: It would be an honour, and thank you for having me this evening.
0: It's a pleasure. And you look after yourself.
1: You too. Oh, and everyone, and everybody else out there as well.
0: Okay, then. Take care.
1: Take care. Thank you. Okay.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Jason Archdale. What an incredible story. We never really know what anyone is going through in life. Truly. Thank you for sharing your moments with me and my guests. Look after yourselves until next time. Lots of love. Thank you for listening to secrets for an inspirational life brought to you by your host, Mimi Novick. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novick and her books, music, and inspirational work, take a look at her website
1: www.miminovic.co.uk